Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Well, good morning and uh, happy Easter to all of you out there. And uh, glad to be with you this morning. Uh, special Sunday morning, and uh, so you're probably driving about all kinds of busy stuff, lots of activities, family activities today, and uh, so I wanted to kind of start off this show saying, uh, well, first off, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Rick. So Scott Ralston's in the, I always say in the house this morning, because I hear that's what the real radio guys say. Yeah. Scott's in the house. Yeah, I'm in the he, house he, on this. He's alive and happy, ready to go. beautiful Easter morning. Isn't it gorgeous out? It is kind of nice. You know, kind of rainy sometimes for the kids in the outside uh, Easter egg hunts. They get a little messy when it's raining out there, but uh, it's nice to get a little sunshine today. So, you know, um, Scott, we're going to kind of talk about a serious subject today because it's one that continually bothers me because it's one of the areas of the estate and elder planning practice that it's hard to deal with for us too. And this is uh, clients going through end-of-life decision-making. These are folks who have had diagnoses of some, what I'm going to call, dreaded disease. Cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and, you know, the list goes on and on. And your doctor has said to you, you should get your affairs in order. And that's words that no one ever wants to hear, right? I mean, that it doesn't get much worse than that. I mean, the doc says the C word, the cancer, or it says dementia. You know, these things, I think, send a great deal of fear um, through yourself, through the patient, but also through your family members and just what's going to transpire um, next. The fear of the unknown, as we all know, is, it's pretty real. And the sad thing is, as we all know, very few are prepared for these types of uh, decisions, uh, both from an emotional standpoint, of course, but from our perspective, from a legal perspective, they're not really prepared and don't have the right types of documents in place. And so we wanted to just talk about you know this really difficult time, but how you can make it better. Now, if I'm the person that just got the, the dreaded diagnosis, I know for me, I sit there and, and I'm now I'm going to start worrying about my family and what's going to happen. And if I haven't done any planning, I think my fear level, my anxiety level and things like that are going to go way up. And so what do we do? So how do we get prepared? And, you know, this is something I guess we've been talking about, Scott, now for well, almost 20 years on the – in fact, a little over 20 years. We started back in 1999. Um, in Seattle radio. So I think we're one of the longest running legal shows presently on air. And despite, you know, 20 years, we still find the statistics are rather daunting on how few people have actually done any proper planning. And then when we get into this, you know, kind of subset of the really difficult areas of dealing with these end of life decision makings, and this is something that, 
you know, all the areas of our practice kind of look at it, you know, from the state planning and even in your area of the litigation. I mean, you've been in the middle of litigations and these issues arise. Yeah. And it's, you know, you 20 years, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I haven't been on the air quite as long as you have, but I've been on uh, since 2000. Six. Not six, yeah. 2006. So, so I've been on the air since 2006. We've got your been. veteran stripes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and and you're right, over that time period, you know, the, the, the theme of the show has not changed because the issue that we attempt to enlighten people on and the, that we try to address and try to educate people on, they just don't change. It remains the same. I mean, we, we we're not changing. We're all growing older, we're all going to eventually have to deal with some form of uh, disability or our deaths. I mean, uh, so you're going to have to deal with these things. And that's not going to change. And unfortunately, attitudes are also not going to change. People are going to continue to procrastinate. They're going to continue to avoid addressing their estate planning. And it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's so important to do so. It's such a big mistake not to. And it's really not that difficult to address it. No, it's an emotional issue. But I, you know, I'm just looking at saying, you know, so much hasn't changed. But the, the couple things that have changed over this last 20, 30, 40 years, we're living longer, which exacerbates these issues. Well, yeah, brings sure. them, so they're far more prevalent today as many people are crossing into the 80s and 90s where, you know, 20 years ago, those were rare birds. And today they're becoming more and more common. And we do end up with a lot more of these serious end-of-life decisions, but they're not exclusively for the elderly. Yeah. And, and it's not just that we're living longer. That's actually, you know, obviously yeah. part of it. It's that the medicine and the technology and our diets and the fact that we exercise more, all of these things make us live longer, but we still have not really figured out how to address, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's. We, we've got, we've made some progress and we're, I'm sure we're continuing to make progress, but the medicine has allowed us to live longer because it's allowing our bodies to live longer, but our minds are, you know, wearing out, I guess is the way to say it. And, you know, even though we live longer, there is a larger and larger number and percentage of people that are ending up with Alzheimer's, that are ending up with some form of dementia, and therefore they are unable to manage their affairs. They're unable to manage their financial affairs. They're unable to manage their medical affairs. And there's the tremendous cost of long-term care in some form or another. There's assisted living that a lot more people are ending up in because they're living longer. And so, you know, these are all things that you need to plan for and you need to do, you know, as we oftentimes talk about, you need to do comprehensive planning that addresses, you know, your legal matters. Who's going to be your decision maker? When you pass away, where is your estate going to go to? And then you need to deal with, you know, do I need long-term care? What, what other types of financial instruments do I need to be looking at given my, my own financial circumstances, given what my asset mix is, what my income is? And so all of these things need to be looked at and all these things need to be addressed. And, you know, yes, you're right. Things have not changed in a lot of ways, but in other ways, things have changed. And I think it's really important what you say about people living longer. Well, I think of most which, of the changes that have been external, so to speak, have actually heightened the need for this. Right, we need it for increases. such a long period of time. And we see people in areas of disability for months into years sometimes. Yeah. And to manage these affairs um, is really challenging. 
You know, so one of the solutions, folks, is to come on out to one of our events. We do these periodically, about monthly here, take a little bit, because, you know, we want to have events that are frequent enough, but, you know, enough that you can come in and get that information and digest it, but not in a, you know, we don't do salesy type events. Our, we do classes. We want to educate folks. So our next class is coming up here on May 1st, Scott, and we just simply called it Real Retirement. How to avoid common mistakes in both estate and elder planning. And what we're talking about today is clearly near the top at some of the planning issues of either not doing a plan at all, having no estate plan, or having an outdated estate plan, or an estate plan that no longer addresses the situation you're currently in, or you've got the wrong decision makers, the wrong agents, things of that nature. And these things can just be disastrous. And what we really want everyone to be able to do is have a proper current estate plan such that when they need to be employed, if you will, when do these documents come into play, either upon incapacity and disability, obviously following your death, but even on incapacity, under what terms under incapacity, what can and can't be done. And these are some of the things we want to um, talk about. We oftentimes have challenges between, let's call them the patient and their family. When a patient is given this dreaded disease, are they going to treat it or are they going to not treat it? In other words, you know, are they going to have curative care, traditional medicine, I'm going to beat this, or are we going to go into palliative care, um, which is going to be more comfort control? And then how does the role of hospice play into this? So there's lots of decisions and where you're going to live in your own home. Are you going to have to go into some institutional care? So we're going to talk about all these things. So come on out to Real Retirement. That's our event coming up on May 1st. You can go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Just click on events. It's Wednesday, May 1st. And that's at the residence in Marriott there in Bellevue on 114th Street, 7 to 9, free parking, all that neat kind of stuff. Come on in for a couple hours of learning. Uh, Bring a pad and paper. It's kind of a class. So um, we really want to give everybody the basic information to be prepared when the unwanted knocks on your door. And so really that's, you know, kind of what we do. And and this thing is for people of all ages, folks. Um, People become disabled in their in very young ages. Um, more people become disabled in a physical manner under age 40. And past that age, it becomes more mental, perhaps. And then we're maybe want to talk just a little bit, time permitting, on the differences between a mental health care directive and a traditional power of attorney and why you might want one and or both. Um, kind of interesting planning there. So um, we're going to open up the phone lines for your questions, comments, and whatever else you'd like to do. A shout out to anybody this Easter Sunday. So the lines are open and Brian's in there going, yeah, call me, 888-973-5476, That'll get you right on air with Scott and I, and we'll have a little chat. So go to Real Retirement, yourpartnerinlaw.com, May 1st. We got some early bird tickets, but there's only 10 left. So want to get your early bird. They're five bucks. Um, can't get better deal than that. Well, you can't. You know, it's a great day of learning, and I think you're a great evening of learning, and I think you'll get a lot of the basics where's, that you need. Where's it going to be? It's in Bellevue at the residence in there. Good. So it's real easy, free parking, 
um, not in congested area downtown so much. Easy, <laughs> e- easy access to it. It's right there, right off of 405. Easy to get to. So yourpartnerinlaw.com. And hey, while you're there, check out our blogs and other stuff and sign up for newsletters, all kinds of fun stuff to do. Hey, as we come back from the next break, there's been some articles in that, and I actually had a blog on this a few weeks back, about what states, you know, are most concerned with end-of-life issues. You might be surprised. We'll be right back. If you invest in real estate or want to learn how to, you need to attend the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. Come network with over 750 real estate investors, over 70 vendors, and 45 professional speakers. It doesn't matter if you're just beginning or an advanced real estate investor. This event is for you. Hi, this is Tarl Yarber, a passionate real estate investor and founder of the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo. Come learn from real investors who will show you how they are crushing it. None of that guru nonsense. We have experts like Brandon Turner, Ken McElroy, and special guest Forbes Riley. You'll learn how to fix and flip, raise capital, find better deals, scale your business, lead conversion, off-market marketing, multifamily investing, new build construction, how to invest out of state, and a heck of a lot more. It's all happening at the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. For complete speaker lineup and schedule, go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. Enter radio at checkout and you'll save $100 when you register now at pnwrealestateexpo.com. Go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. A lot of people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than what it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Recent changes in the Pension Protection Act mean these new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care, and they pay back your estate with interest if you never use it. But most importantly, it's about having a plan. All your kids have to do is carry out your wishes your plan. You're not a burden. That's why I love the advice my wife and I got from Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian has an asset-based class Thursday, April 25th in Bellevue. This class is aimed at individuals and couples who have accumulated close to or more than a million dollars in assets and may be considering self-funding their long-term care costs. Learn why that's not the best idea. Seating will be limited at the special asset-based class April 25th in Bellevue. So reserve your spot right now, 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and outs of estate and elder law planning. At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now, back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. 
And you're listening to Your Partner in Law. I'm Rick Gregorick, law firm of Gregorick & Associates. And you can find us on the World Wide Web at rjglegal.com or always yourpartnerinlaw.com. And just like the commercial said and talked about before break, come on out and meet us at Real Retirement. It's a small class we're holding here in Bellevue on May 1st. Uh, we have some early bird tickets today. We put 10 of them up for sale. It's a smaller event, so... Next 10 people are going to get that uh, $5 early bird special, so go get them. They'll be gone today, and um, then the price goes up a little bit. So um, take advantage of that. And said, So we're talking a lot about, well, we're starting today talking about, Scott, about you know, end-of-life issues. And it's interesting. We, we see surveys where it says about 90% of us agree that discussing end-of-life care with our loved ones is important. So most of us agree we should do that, and yet only 27% of us actually do. (laughs) So how do we fill this gap? Because that's a big gap when 70-plus percent of us are sweeping this under the rug. And, you know, I remember when my grandma said, you know, well, when you sweep it under the rug, you know what you get, don't you? And she said, lump under the rug, right? I mean, that's all you get, folks. So, you know, we all know these things. So, and this is part part of the frustration, Scott, for me. Think about that statistic, I mean— over 70% of people do not do their estate planning. That means... Or don't even discuss things that with means, their family. That means over 70% of people are going to be subject to the state's estate plan. Right. And guardianship, incapacity, conservatorship, becoming a ward of the state during incapacity, and then the laws of intestacy. And there's, there's, so, many reasons we, there's, there's so many reasons that people avoid their estate planning. One of them is cost. The other is they don't want to deal with it. The other is they don't know where to start. I mean, there's, there's many other reasons. Those are probably the top, close to the top three right there. But a lot of people really, really worry about the cost. And when you think about 70 plus percent of the people are going to subject themselves to the state's estate plan, they're not saving anything. Believe me, having done you know a lot of guardianships, especially incredibly costly proceedings. And so you know, if you're out there and you're thinking, I don't want to do my estate plan because I don't want to have to sit down and talk to an attorney. I don't want to have to pay an attorney. I don't want to have to deal with this. You know, this avoidance is so incredibly costly, number one. And number two, whatever it is that you have in mind, if you don't do proper estate planning, it's more likely than not whatever you have in mind is not actually going to occur. That's that law of unintended consequences that we constantly talk about where people, you know, try to do some form of estate planning on their own. Uh, using the stationary store or using power uh, a payable on I mean, the internet stationary store. Yeah, yeah. I saw church. another one the other day that was pretty good. It was a one sentence power of attorney. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. It was brought around the office. Yeah. Everyone got to take a look at that one. Well, that one's going to work really well. Uh, but but yeah, I mean all this stuff and 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 back to what I was talking about is cost. You know, um, believe me, if you're if you're the worried planning, about the, the cost of planning, that's the little cost. That sitting down and talking with an attorney is far cheaper than. The alternatives. Well, all of the associated costs with aging, I would say your estate planning, legal fees, and things of that nature really pale in comparison. They really do. To They're just a fraction. They are I truly mean, a fraction. I mean, you could be paying every single solitary month five and ten times in your cost of care what you might be paying for an estate plan once. So mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. uh, it's I mean, because you, you can be paying literally tens of thousands of dollars for you know, very high-level care, end of life. 
You know, Scott, one of the uh, things here I was uh, reviewing on the uh, National Institute on um, Aging. So, um, credible organization. You guys can go check it out. And this this is staggering to me, but it's you know I know it's real from my own background. But in their art, you know, in their article, they're saying many Americans die in facilities such as hospitals or nursing home receiving care that is not consistent with their wishes. Receiving care not yep. consistent with their wishes. Now, obviously, to make sure that doesn't happen requires some forethought in giving other people the ability to make decisions for you when you are otherwise unable to, or here comes the law of unintended consequences, and you're going to receive care that you probably don't want. Maybe you've even said verbally you don't want, but you don't have that legal document in place, and the state medical providers, they've got their rules. You know, you sit down, you talk with your doctor. Let's say you're in your, you know, Mid-70s, you sit down, you talk with your doctor, and your doctor says, you know, you have dementia, the beginnings of dementia, or, you know, you have cancer, you need to start putting your affairs in order. And that's a, that's a signal that you, you're being told, okay, I got to put my affairs in order. So you need to sit down, obviously, put together your estate planning documents if you don't already have them. You need to put down your medical directives. You need to start talking with the people that are going to be your decision makers. Now, that is kind of the ideal situation. You actually get to sit down and do these things because you get a little bit of forewarning. There's all of the rest of us out here, potentially. All of us are subject to this. You could be driving down the car, down the street, 45 years old, get in an accident. Do you have your medical directives? You could have a stroke at 60. Do you have your medical directives? Well, Scott, how many so, college kids are in wrecks on the way to college? I mean, just look at Wazoo. I mean, it, you know, over there in the Palouse, there's some really dangerous highways, and rarely a semester goes by where there's not some sort of serious accident and, you know, disability well, and death in the college students and young well, adults. They, they, they also engage in, you know, all kinds of high-risk high risk, high <laughs> activities. I mean, they, 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 they do a lot of uh, athletic activities that expose them to potential harm. And, and so just because you're old – doesn't mean that you don't need to have these medical directives. Oh, we need them at all ages. Hey, folks, uh, don't forget Real Retirement, uh, how to avoid common mistakes in estate and elder planning with yours truly. And uh, Scott will be there as well. And I think Ted might even come hang out, get to meet us out there. May 1st in Bellevue. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and get your early bird tickets. Get them today. They'll be gone after today. Folks, uh, our phone lines are open, uh, 888-973-5476, 888-973-5476. Your partner in law will be right back. This is Michael Medved. Financial experts will tell you that you should have a plan in place for the high cost of long-term care. If your plan consists of using your savings to pay for any long-term care needs in the future, then take a moment to contact 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. They will show you how to set up an asset-based plan using a portion of your existing savings. Now, this way you maintain control of your money and you're guaranteed to get your money back even if you don't need long-term care. For every dollar 
you put in today, 525 Advisors will show you how to get 3 to $4 back in tax-free long-term care protection. Call 525 Advisors today to learn how you can put a portion of your savings to work and protect your family and the rest of your assets from the high costs of long-term care. Call today at 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188 at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. If you invest in real estate or want to learn how to, you need to attend the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. Come network with over 750 real estate investors, over 70 vendors, and 45 professional speakers. It doesn't matter if you're just beginning or an advanced real estate investor. This event is for you. Hi, this is Tarl Yarber, a passionate real estate investor and founder of the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo. Come learn from real investors who will show you how they are crushing it. None of that guru nonsense. We have experts like Brandon Turner, Ken McElroy, and special guest Forbes Riley. You'll learn how to fix and flip, raise capital, find better deals, scale your business, lead conversion, off-market marketing, multifamily investing, new build construction, how to invest out of state, and a heck of a lot more. It's all happening at the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. For complete speaker lineup and schedule, go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. Enter radio at checkout and you'll save $100 when you register now at pnwrealestateexpo.com. Go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and outs of estate and elder law planning. At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. Hey, welcome back to your partner in law and attorney Rick Gregrick at uh, rjglegal.com. That gets you through the law firm. And of course, yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can find us on mynorthwest.com and goodness sakes, all over the internet. The most important thing to find, though, is go to your partner in law, sign up for real retirement coming up, early bird specials today. Limited number of them, I promise. So they'll be gone here real so- soon. So, um, you know, today we're talking about a tough subject and one that apparently most of us want to avoid talking about. Um, right before break, we were talking about uh, end-of-life decisions and issues. Surveys show that 90-plus percent of us agree, this is nationwide, 90-plus percent of us agree that we should be discussing end-of-life care with our loved ones, our families, but yet only... 27% of us do, not even, you know, barely a third. And that is so disturbing because the law of unintended consequences that we talk about so frequently on the show is just horrible when it involves end of life decision making. Your doctor's given you the dreaded diagnosis, 
that you're more likely to die within the next six months, maybe a year, sometimes two years. And we've treated ourselves kind of like an ostrich, you know, to stick our head in the sand like it'll go away. And not discussing these issues, um, the problems are just incalculable what happens. Um, We've had cases where, you know, People get a diagnosis like that. It, it triggers some emotional response where they become, you know, literally incapacitated, you know, because of the overwhelming emotional responses. We've pe- seen people make very poor decisions in those areas and um, try to kind of handle things on their own. And these things usually don't work out too well. And the only answer, folks, the only answer is to sit down with a qualified estate or elder attorney, someone that's got years of practice, I think. You need someone with a lot of experience and figure out what's best for you. I mean, anyone that advertises a one-size-fits-all estate plan or a will in a box or all that kind of stuff, uh, it's kind of garbage. And sometimes it's worse than nothing, um, and nothing's terrible usually. But we want to make sure that Each of us have our own plan that we've thought through, that you've thought through for yourself, and then communicated that to the proper decision makers. You know, Scott, we've had a situation here um, not too long ago where the person had uh, named a a daughter as a caregiver and their financial and medical decision maker, and yet they and their daughter had very different views on end-of-life. And I asked the parents, I said, well, will your daughter be able to follow your instructions as a fiduciary, the duty she owes you, will she be able to do that given her strong personal beliefs? And that's a tough question and it's a tough decision you have to have, but a fiduciary that's going to be your surrogate for making medical decisions we're talking about right now. You know, many of us have different views and opinions, but when we're acting as that fiduciary, you know, if I'm your agent, Scott, and I don't necessarily agree with your decisions, but it's my duty to follow your decisions. Yeah, I mean, you can't substitute your judgment for a clear instruction, the instruction that you have been provided. Um, you, and so if you, if you can't do that, if whatever your belief system is prevents you from doing something that you're being instructed to do, you you need to not no, take should, on that position. Yeah, you either need to just say, no, I can't do that job. I need to resign or better yet, maybe parents need to recognize that, you know. And that's where it that, starts, that, really. That, it starts with the, the realization that, that just, you know, sometimes our children just aren't the right people for a, a million reasons. Some of them uh, good reasons, some of them not so good. It could just be geographic it could be that uh, your daughter's a surgeon and she, she's just not available. I mean, they don't have a lot of time on their hands. And, well, and, I, and the other thing is, is, you know, me being the litigator and having had to deal with so many family disputes, one of the things that I, I think that parents really, really need to do is they need to be very objective and they need to be very honest with themselves and honest with their attorney about their family dynamics. Do your kids get along? Okay. Because if they haven't gotten along historically, um, you know, when the high emotions 
and the financial issues start to come into play when mom and dad get uh, in a position where they're unable to manage their own financial affairs, that those um, conflicts that have existed throughout your children's lifetime, they do not improve. Well, they Scott, get worse. In one of the situations that comes up so frequently, and it's the intersection between money yeah, and medical cost. And this is most of us will express that if we are terminally ill or something, we want to stay in home. We want to stay at home. Most everybody expresses that when we talk about it. However, there's quite a financial component to that. Now, if the family hasn't discussed this, people don't know this, we have the brothers and sisters, and maybe one says, hey, I want them to stay at home. The other says, no, that's too expensive. And nobody's considering what mom or dad wanted because mom and dad haven't clearly legally expressed their concerns. And we get into this uh, family duel over, you know, well, it costs too much money to do this and do that. And, but, we want, but everybody says they want the best for mom. And we hear this every day, and it becomes so frustrating. And what else is frustrating? We're going to take a quick break, and I want to come. come We're going to come back to this because I I want to talk about some of these common situations. These are these are just murderous, folks. If you want to give us a call, triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Get your rate on air. If you invest in real estate or want to learn how to, you need to attend the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. Come network with over 750 real estate investors, over 70 vendors, and 45 professional speakers. It doesn't matter if you're just beginning or an advanced real estate investor. This event is for you. Hi, this is Tarl Yarber, a passionate real estate investor and founder of the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo. Come learn from real investors who will show you how they are crushing it. None of that guru nonsense. We have experts like Brandon Turner, Ken McElroy, and special guest Forbes Riley. You'll learn how to fix and flip, raise capital, find better deals, scale your business, lead conversion, off-market marketing, multifamily investing, new build construction, how to invest out of state, and a heck of a lot more. It's all happening at the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. For complete speaker lineup and schedule, go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. Enter radio at checkout and you'll save $100 when you register now at pnwrealestateexpo.com. Go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. A lot of people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than what it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Recent changes in the Pension Protection Act mean these new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care, and they pay back your estate with interest if you never use it. But most importantly, it's about having a plan. All your kids have to do is carry out your wishes your plan. You're not a burden. That's why I love the advice my wife and I got from Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian has an asset-based class Thursday, April 25th in Bellevue. This class is aimed at individuals and couples who have accumulated close to or more than a million dollars in assets and may be considering self-funding their long-term care costs. Learn why that's not the best idea. Seating will be limited at the special asset-based class April 25th in Bellevue. So reserve your spot right now, 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner in Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and out of estate and elder law planning. 
At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. All righty, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, and I've got attorney Scott Ralston. Folks, Scott does a lot of litigation, and but a lot of it's focused around the estate and elder issues that arise on contested powers of attorney, you know, undue influence in wills, and I mean, just a myriad of things. Yeah, so, so much of it arises from what we talk about here on the show all the time, bad planning. And we before the break. Well, we you've were, got a whole career based on I, it. I do. I mean, <laughs> you know, thank you, by the way. For those of you that just refuse to do your planning, thank you very much. I do appreciate well, it. Well, we always say, see me now or see me later. And that's kind of real. That's pretty funny, yeah. You see know, me now or see me later. When and, you see me later, it's going to cost you more. Price goes up. Oh, well, but yeah. And, I mean, and, the, and it's not because it needs to. It's because you made a bad choice. Um well, you know, we were talking. We were talking a little bit before the break about you know just kind of these common scenarios that we start to run in. We started hinting at that, but you know, again, being objective, sitting down when you do your plan, make sure that you know you're putting the right people in place. Of course, most people are going to be looking to their children. So, married couple, they've been married for you know thirty five, forty years. They're going to be looking to their kids to handle things, but. What we so often run into is that the kids are not on the same page. Why are they not on the same page? Well, um, oftentimes there's just a long-running history of conflict between the two of them because they just don't like each other. Um, There may be a very long-running conflict between the two of them because they've been in competition their entire lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe a long-running – Sibling competition? Yeah, sibling rivalry. (laughs) Um, But but one of the scenarios that I often, often see and – you know, you got multiple kids. Let's say you got three, four kids, maybe even two. You have some that are successful and some that are not, okay? And for whatever reasons, maybe they've just chose the wrong career path. Maybe they have had substance abuse. Maybe they've just not applied themselves. Whatever the reason is, oftentimes the parents will choose the child that has been less successful. The reason that they will choose the child that has been less successful is because that child has hung around. That child is living closer by. It lives in the same town. It may have been a little more financially dependent perhaps. We're going to get that. We're heading there. We're heading there. <laughs> you're, little, you're, you're about two steps ahead of me. But they're the, one, they're, they're the child that have always been around to help. Okay, And the reason that they've always been around to help – oftentimes is because they have not had as much to do on their own because they have not been as successful. They've they've not been as focused on their career as perhaps some of your other kids. And so parents think, okay, the logical choice is this child that is less successful because this child is, is local and has more time, okay? 
So, so, so parents pick that child. It makes sense, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and, the, and, and the reason is, is it comes back to, okay, the, the, what is the level of conflict with the other kids? Okay, number one. Number two, is that child that has been less successful going to take advantage of you? Number three, is that child taking care of you and, you know, having access to your funds going to really upset the rest of the kids? Because I can tell you, having handled hundreds of these cases at this point in time, the child that takes care of mom and dad and lives off mom and dad is often viewed by the other siblings as being a parasite. Or yeah, there's kind of a mooch. Ta- an opportunist. Okay. And the child that, that takes care of mom and dad views the other kids as ungrateful. You just don't understand all of the sacrifices that I have made to help mom and dad. And, of course, the other kids are like, you haven't made any sacrifices. You just haven't done anything with yourself. And now you want to live off mom and dad. Okay, so so this scenario well, Scott, this, is you know, this extremely common. This is heightened dramatically with the blended family as well. I mean, these things it, just explode. And and, and, and it's, it's heightened dramatically with the blended family, the second marriages with multiple kids from different relationships, prior relationships. And it is heightened by the fact that people are beginning to – mom and dad are beginning to no longer be able to manage their affairs. And when mom and dad are no longer able to manage their affairs, there is a substantial difference of opinion between that child that has always been around, quote, helping and the children that are on the uh, outside and that are living elsewhere and are working and focusing on their own families and their careers because they are they are sitting there saying, okay, mom and dad's money is for mom and dad. Mom and dad's money isn't for child that's been hanging around. And child that's been hanging around is like, no, I'm the one that's been helping them. I'm the one that should be in charge of their what, money. What does that I'm person generally want? that should receive their estate. What does that person generally want, Scott? They want mom and dad's estate. But specifically, the house. That is correct. I mean, overwhelmingly, and like you said, hundreds of cases over the years, the person that you're describing has oftentimes been the quasi-caregiver. They're kind of there. And they've either already moved in or been living there. And I guess there's an expectation well, entitlement that, well, I've been here. Obviously, mom and dad are going to be in the house. And yet mom and dad's estate plan says three kids share and share alike. Right. It, and, and that child, I mean, the, the other part of that attitude is, is they're like, I have sacrificed so much. And then the other kids are like, you haven't sacrificed anything. You just haven't done anything. And you get this dynamic where that, that child that is here, you know, that, that's helping mom and dad really, really thinks that they are entitled. And they they so, may or may not be in the minds of mom and dad, but there is a lot of conflict that arises from this scenario, and this is extremely common. When we get back from the break, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to take a call from Michael down in Federal Way. Hold tight, Michael. All righty. Make sure you get signed up for Real Retirement at yourpartnerinlaw.com. The tickets are almost gone for the early birds. We only had 10 early birds, and after that, regular price. So get your tickets today. We'll be right back. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, 
I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. If you invest in real estate or want to learn how to, you need to attend the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. Come network with over 750 real estate investors, over 70 vendors, and 45 professional speakers. It doesn't matter if you're just beginning or an advanced real estate investor. This event is for you. Hi, this is Tarl Yarber, a passionate real estate investor and founder of the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo. Come learn from real investors who will show you how they are crushing it. None of that guru nonsense. We have experts like Brandon Turner, Ken McElroy, and special guest Forbes Riley. You'll learn how to fix and flip, raise capital, find better deals, scale your business, lead conversion, off-market marketing, multifamily investing, new build construction, how to invest out of state, and a heck of a lot more. It's all happening at the Pacific Northwest Real Estate Expo, April 25th through the 27th at the Hyatt Regency in Seattle. For complete speaker lineup and schedule, go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. Enter radio at checkout and you'll save $100 when you register now at pnwrealestateexpo.com. Go to pnwrealestateexpo.com. Look, I know how complicated planning your retirement can be, but you not knowing all your options can be costly. John Curley here with my friend and attorney, Rick Gregorick, your host of Your Partner-in-Law. Rick, tell everyone what they'll learn at your next class on May 1st. We teach individuals and families the ins and outs of estate and elder law planning. At this event, you'll learn how to develop your wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives, tax planning, senior housing, IRA investments, and much, much more. Boy, you cover it all. We sure do, John. At this event, I'll be covering all of the important aspects of estate and elder law planning so that you can protect yourself and your family. Our goal is your peace of mind. Don't put it off. Be proactive and have a plan and peace of mind. Start by attending Rick's class May 1st at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. Now, seating is limited, so make your reservation now. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Register at yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty. Welcome back to Your Partner-in-Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick. Hey, today we're talking about kind of getting your act together. Get planning and make sure you're making those right decisions. Come on out to our class, Real Retirement, uh, May 1st. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. And let's go uh, down the Federal Way issue. Michael's been very patient. Uh, Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you? I'm just fine. What can we do for you? Well, I have a question about... uh the uh, living trust. So we have established a living trust back when the ex- exclusion from federal estate taxes were um, 675000 Okay, so that's a while ago. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So the idea was that upon the death of the first uh, person, the trust would split into two to maintain that 675000 eligibility. Mm-hmm. 
sort of an A and B trust kind of thing. Right, I'm very familiar with what you're talking about. All right, so since then, of course, the uh, exclusion was increased. And then now uh, we have, uh, I guess they call it portability, where you no longer lose that uh, exemption. And so if one partner passes away, that his or her part passes on to the other partner. Okay. Well, let me make sure you make sure it's not automatic. It's not something you get automatically unless you file a proper, timely 706 estate plan, excuse me, estate tax return and right. to get portability. Most of most people, I mean, you know, with the estate tax exemption up at eleven point two million, unless your estate's over ten or you know million or over twenty million, if a married couple, we're not really too concerned right presently about that big exemption at the federal level. But more importantly, the two million dollar um, issue that we have for the Washington State estate hey, tax. That was my question. Right? <laughs> do I still need the living trust to uh, do it for uh, maintain it for Washington State? Absolutely. And here, here's the the good and the bad news. Your trust could easily be updated and amended for this. Now the issue is. Um, I don't know exactly how your trust reads. When we create these A-B splits, attorneys do them in a variety of what we call formulas that have been approved by the IRS. Some of those formulas that were used back in the day when the exemption was, uh, like you said, 675, um, those um, uh, formulas um, only we're talking about federal taxes, number one, and may or may not have even mentioned uh, state estate taxes because we didn't have any state estate taxes at that time. All of those came into being after 2003. So it's uh, been kind of interesting to watch that. So we've, we've seen situations where people have these older documents and you get some terrible results in them. Um, right. I had one just, uh, on, you know, just a couple of weeks ago came in and the attorney who drafted it had arbitrary, well, he had on purpose, I guess, limited the, um, the B trust, the exemption trust that this 675 would go into. And he stated that it could hold no more than $675,000, which was a terrible mistake. Yes. And uh, rather than saying something like the maximum allowable by law uh, might be a different way of saying it. But this was a common practice back in those days to name something very specific. And part of that's because the estate tax was so stable for so long. And now since, you know, 2000, um, the estate tax has become a political volleyball. And, you know, we went from, uh, like you said, the 675 up to a million, up to five million, and now we're up to eleven million. So, um, you know, Michael, my best advice is that now is your wife still with us? Yes. Okay, good. So you're both still there. Yeah. So you know, you just you know, you just need a classic review of your plan. This is a, one of the major reasons people should revisit their plan frequently is to look at new tax laws. I mean, when your plan was done, there was no estate tax in the state of Washington; didn't even exist. So it would be unlikely that your documents would have addressed that. Yeah, and as as long as it has been since your documents were looked at, I would imagine there's been at least some changes potentially in your life circumstance as well. Uh, yeah, about five years ago we had them looked at again, but it doesn't mention the estate tax for state of Washington. Yeah, we really want to make sure that gets uh, shored up, and then and then just look at everything. I mean, over the last five years and. Um, you know, we've got, we've seen new power of attorney acts. We've got, oh, there's just been a ton of legal changes in the estate and trust world. 
And most of it has been for the positive, which is good. We sometimes, a lot of the legal changes we see coming up are, especially, we're not so happy about Especially if they're tax-related, they're usually negative. But. So we've had some good stuff to help make estate planning and elder planning better and um, more options um, for each of us, which is great. But uh, hey, why don't you come up to uh, Bellevue on, um, on the 1st and uh, check out Real Retirement uh, there, Ken, and we can talk about that. But I'd say it's an absolute that your plan should be updated because from what you're telling me, the way it's written is probably not going to work out well for you financially or tax-wise. So uh, might as well take full advantage of the uh, tax code and things like that that you can because um, – well, that's real money when we start talking about those types of taxes anywhere, you know, 30 plus percent, 37 uh, percent. So Can I big... quickly ask one sure. more question? You betcha. Um, so it's called the A Trust, the Family Trust, and the B Trust is the Decedent Trust. Right. Is that yep. still uh, a language you use? Uh, yeah, the language, we can call these trusts lots of different things. They all have features. Uh, one trust is technically called a Q-tip trust, a Qualified Terminal Interest Property Trust, and that holds what we call marital property. Um, right. And then the other one is the Exemption Trust, or a bypass, they call it. That is the trust that would capture your tax exemption amount. So in other words, what is the exemption amount you could put in there? That can hold up to a maximum of what the exemption amount. So you right. can see we're starting to get in some some tough issues because if I have a little bit bigger estate and I optimize my exemption trust for the full federal taxation issue, um, what does that do to the Washington state? Because Washington state is two, feds 11. So we've got that money in between. And how do we reconcile that? And you'll be glad to know there is a technique that we can use in Washington. Way too difficult to explain over the radio, but on a little yellow pad, we can draw it out and show you how to do that. We we do fancy things called, it's called a reverse Q-tip trust. So we end up doing two of them so we can take advantage of both state and federal law. Ken, I'm out of time. Got to go. So thank you so much. And uh, we uh, hope you have a great Easter Sunday, folks. And I just wanted to give la- one last reminder, get those early bird tickets. There's only a few left for real retirement. How to avoid common mistakes in estate and elder planning. That's coming up Wednesday May 1st with yours truly and Scott Ralston and Ted Hansen, 7 to 9, Residence in quick class. You're going to get the basic information you need to know to get started on your estate plan. And people, and help people it love these classes. Oh, we they're get, fun. We get great feedback on them. So yeah. Our hardest thing is come getting on, them out after, after 930. Yeah, come, on, come on out and have a good time. Happy Easter, folks. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event info, newsletters, and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.